Hello and welcome to Bunta Vista, episode 180. This is it, the episode you've been waiting for. Every single day we're inundated with emails, Discord messages and voicemails on the Bunta Vista hotline. That's 1-800-317-515 or 732-876-3446 for those in the States. Well, the wait is finally over. That's right. It's finally an anime episode <laughs> and without a single racist accent. I am Theo, number wizened yet doddering old man in a diaper and a cane, wandering alongside the road to the off-limits zones of New Osaka. As always, I'm here with Ben, who's just suited up into his GSS Megabot and is ready to launch into low orbit and use his spear of aching pleasure to pierce the armor of heaven and murder God, <laughs> and hopefully be home in time to study for his biology exam. How are you, Ben? Well, I've got a real hot-headed temper and I'm horny as hell, but yep. I am the only person who can save both the Earth uh, and also the entire dimension. Yes, and this will get you the acceptance from your mother that you have been waiting for your entire life. Yes, but it's not been easy because for some reason the dormitories I was placed in was the ladies' dormitory, so yeah, there's like it's weird, 200 it? of them. Yeah. They're all naked all the time. Yeah, and you walk out there and uh, you don't realise that you haven't got any clothes on and you're like there for a moment and then kind of like cross your arms and legs and go ah oh. there's um, been a huge bead of sweat on my forehead mm -hmm. basically 24 just hang in there <laughs> we can see if we can get one of the girls to dab it lightly off you <laughs> uh and finally, here's Andrew, and he's making, um, let me just check my notes here, uh, he's making an Hagel face. Mm. Oh, yeah. So. I am. I'm not going to do any kind nice. of associated noises, because no. we said there weren't going to be any, said there wasn't going to be any unpleasantness in terms of accents or anything. Mm -hmm. Also, that, we're saving um, that for the, the paid episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, tongue, you can't, my tongue is right out. Yeah, uh, you can't eyes. see him. His eyes well, are yet uh, kind I can't, of. I can't, I can't see you because of how cross my eyes are. <laughs> It is disgusting. You don't want to see it, but you can. Uh, you guys, for the new uh, Patreon level. Do you see that? Um, I posted a screenshot of a taxi ad I got for like one of the big cab companies where it's like a before and after picture of a woman looking at surge pricing and a woman looking at the lack of surge pricing on her taxi app, but she's straight up doing like an Ahagal face. <laughs> <laughs> like she's got her eyes crossed and just like, ooh. It is deeply troubling. It is... A baffling ad. Yeah, Here's another misstep by the taxi gets, industry. <laughs> nothing gets me there. I, like I seeing a lack of surge pricing. <laughs> boy, oy, 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 oy. <laughs> can't believe I actually had to find out what this meant. Mm, well, congratulations. I know. What's it, which part? The Ahigal? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I already knew. Because of the whole business, <laughs> you know. I think um, I was forced to find out because that, uh, that one uh, lady ate the egg. With the, do you remember she, some one of the, egg. one of the ones she ate oh, like an like egg a... with the shell still on. Oh no! Okay. What no, the fuck are you talking else. about? That's that was, real. That was Smash Mouth. Oh, Smash Mouth ate the eggs. That's one hundred percent correct. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, John Hendren. What a man. <laughs> I I also found out about it by doing research for the podcast. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's how I know about it. And um, I guess I guess I'll present the findings of that research at some some point. Yep, I don't I'll know what that I'll means. Probably... But please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check my mail every day. Um, oh, so with that with that in mind, shall we now cross to the modern epicenter of anime? That's right. We're talking about the Netherlands. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? 
It's <laughs> it's Netherlands Corner, baby. That's right. We have a theme song now. <laughs> I think that, like, as much as... <clears throat> I saw somebody panning Austin Powers' gold member the other day. No, here we fucking go. <laughs> and But I still think it's... it's I don't know. Can you think uh, of a canonically like more prominent representation of a Dutch pervert no. in a big movie? Absolutely not. <clears throat> oh, he's so Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's time to find out what the fuck is happening in the Netherlands. Our favourite country to check in on and then just, you know, like slowly close our laptops, turn away from the desk, furrowed brow. One of my kids comes in. What's what's wrong, Papa? Not now. <laughs> Not Your now. Papa is troubled. He must have some solitude. Also, well, I just troubled. found out that you can just you can just straight up get your kids to call you Papa. Yeah, we call you or whatever the fuck you like. Yeah, that's right. Are you working on that with Finn at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. We're no no response. He amazingly just just calls me like loud shrieks mm. uh, and then throws his toy, which is very cute. And I'm not going to get you like sick of it. Um, anytime I, soon. It seems like that would work pretty easy, though, right? Like, because papa is one of those words where it's um, what do you call it? Theo, you're a smart person. They're the words that we have co- cognates. No, oh, I don't know. It, the, the words, that, the words we have because babies make that sound, and then we turn them into words, not because we teach babies those words. Like papa is oh, one of like those your ones. intros on the podcast. It seems needlessly rude. I don't know why you did that to me. <laughs> so sorry. If you're a smart person, you know what I'm trying to think of there, or you happen to be Tiger Webb, please let me know. <laughs> you you can also do it in the other direction, though. You can call your kids whatever you want. Uh, I have two daughters, and I constantly refer to them as bro, and say things like, <laughs> <laughs> chill out, bro. Bro, take it easy, when they're getting a little out of pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um... Let's see here. From the one and only, the premier source of of news from the Netherlands being read out on an Australian podcast <laughs> called Munta Vista, uh, DutchNews.nl. I'm going to have to start paying these guys royalties, um, sending them some, some kroners or whatever the fuck. What are they spending over there? Is it just euros? Is it boring? They're, they're 100% it on the euro. Oh, they should um they should have a a Nexit or a Dexit. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> uh, it could be a, a, a Duxit. A Duxit or a Nexit. Um I think right. Nexit in, in terms of Well, in terms of keeping oh, they got too much stuff going on over there. Too many names. Pick one. From Dutchnews.nl. Firework ban widely ignored. But police report fewer incidents during New Year's festivals. Festivities. My apologies to the people at DutchNews.nl. <laughs> Although the firework ban was widely ignored and dozens of cars were set on fire. Hang on, what? Yep. So, uh, like, I, I, f- I feel like we're, we're kind of just sneaking that into the sentence. <laughs> I feel like they linked the two together in a very subtle way. <laughs> Hey, do but, you want to um, go and uh, let some fireworks off? And, you know, this person's already nodding. And uh, set some cars on fire? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's too late to stop nodding. I've already started. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the person is looking back at the cops and already, like, breaking a car window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go on. So I won't be fined if I ignore the firework ban. Got it. 
Uh, although the firework ban was widely ignored and dozens of cars were set on fire, police and the emergency services were called out some 30% fewer times than during normal New Year celebrations, mm. with little scare quotes around normal there. Yeah, that's the one, that's the one place the square, scare quotes actually belong. <laughs> oh, normal by which country's standards, I think we're all going to come to understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Extremely normal. Just having a normal one. Well, although, despite the dozens of burned cars, uh, it sounds like the Dutch people were actually having a quiet one this year. Oh, you know, normally, hundreds of cars, thousands. Yeah, probably, know, having a, probably having a quiet one tonight. Just go out and tip two cars Yeah, in bed by 10. Probably won't even see the celebrations. <laughs> I'm going to tip those cars, though. Um, I like to go out early with the kids and, like, burn a clown car. Uh, so that they can get in bed and they don't have to stay up till midnight, you know? Mm. That's a joke for the parents who go out to these smaller, earlier fireworks celebrations uh, that they often have on in places. <laughs> However, police will give a statement about the night's events on Friday afternoon once they have a better picture of the number of arrests and main incidents. <laughs> who was the main character of this New Year's celebration? I expert, Cure de Faber. <laughs> mm. From Rotterdam's specialist eye clinic told the Telegraph, this has been, quote, the quietest new year of my career. So just, I love that. So this is the third paragraph of the article. <laughs> and with no context whatsoever, we have deferred to the expertise of a an eye expert from a specialist eye clinic with no reason given as to why this would be the case, which is such a tantalizing lead into where this goes. I enjoy that they respect the reader enough to allow us to join the dots ourselves. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. Show, don't tell, you know? Uh, so far, just four people have been treated for firework-related injuries at the hospital. <laughs> that, is, that is a real contrast to last year's horror, where we had 18 eye injuries within two and a half hours. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Theo, this reminds me of a story that you told a little while ago when we were talking about fireworks. And um, and you said that you were in Berlin? Yeah, uh, on New uh, Year's. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, I definitely get the flavor of what's going on in this story because uh, the Europeans are fucking wild with, with New Year's. I do not understand it because they get up the next day and they're all just, like, with their comically old brooms like just sweeping glass and fireworks into tiny little bins putting on their, their lederhosen and going to work in a shoe polishing house or whatever the fuck um but for that one night for some reason uh they all just turn into menacing criminals it's weird that they uh, have twice as many shoe polish manufacturing plants as they do <laughs> shoe manufacturing plants isn't that strange <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. So, so yeah, Theo was describing these people all just like who had bought their own fireworks and were immediately letting them off and like yeah, pointing like, pointing them at each other. Yeah, like we walked out of the um, B&B, right, and like onto just a street in Berlin and literally across um, the, the like half of the street onto the median strip from us was a dude getting his, like, six-year-old son to just light an entire carton of fireworks <laughs> on the strip. Oh, my God. That was the first thing we saw, <laughs> meters from walking out of the door. Bodes well. Uh, fire officers in Delft 
also said that the celebrations had been, quote, way quieter than usual. Prime Minister Mark Rutte had made an urgent appeal to people not to set off fireworks during the festivities in order to relieve the pressure on hospitals struggling to cope with coronavirus. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, Mag- if you've Mag- lost your sense like- of sight uh, to the left, <laughs> if you've lost your sense of smell to the right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, there were, however, some clashes between groups of revelers and police. You know how that happens on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Traditional. Often in rural areas. Nevertheless. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just out in the countryside, <laughs> fighting with riot police, being like, Happy New Year! <laughs> Hooting and hollering as you're, uh, as you're wheeling a gigantic stolen piece of Edom on the dirt road. <laughs> getting, getting hit with a billy club by an officer who's saying, Man, the happy returns! <laughs> uh, nevertheless, Jan Stries of mm-hmm. the police union Netherlands Politibond told RTL that this year's New Year's fe- uh, festivities were not a, quote, battleground <laughs> as they were most years. Oh, and it's interesting God. that they say that, um, given everything that follows on from that in this article. <laughs> All right. So, so now we've been set up with our context here. Um, really quiet New Year's Eve. <laughs> barely anybody getting their eyes blown out of their skulls. Um, minimal... Minimal dozens of cars being burned. Uh, really, not a battleground. Much quieter than it has been in the past. So, you know, that's that's painting a pretty sedate picture for us, right, Ben? Mm-hmm. Yep. Should okay. be chill. I'm just going to keep reading then. Um, in Rieswijk, a group of youths tried to burn down a caravan, causing a gas bottle to explode oh, and injuring several of them when their clothes caught fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huh? Riot police were drafted to support the fire brigade in putting out the blaze. Elsewhere in Rieswijk, a delivery van and a scooter were also set on fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in Orenheim, three police officers were injured when they tried to break up an illegal party attended by some 70 people. Three partygoers were arrested. I like the way they got the ship beaten out of them and could only get out of there with like <laughs> yeah. the, what, the one person they were holding. <laughs> Many of the incidents took place in smaller towns and villages rather than the big cities. In the village of Duquackle, <laughs> south of Amsterdam, a man was seriously injured and may have lost a hand while setting off fireworks, police said. That to me is, um, that's, that's definitely like personal nightmare kind of mm. material is... Losing a hand? No, like, like that kind of injury. I think that there are a lot of injuries. Hey, you want to hear what happened to my cousin very recently, apparently? Sure. I just heard about Always. this over the holidays. Um, my cousin, who is around my age and has small children of her own, um, say small child of her own, was, uh, at the, at the pool behind the house in Brisbane and they have like an, an uncapped pool fence running along the back of, of the property. Mm-hmm. And so her kid was playing with something and like, you know, ball or whatever and threw it and it went up behind the fence or over the fence or whatever. And so my cousin has like climbed up the the fence to get it, which she has done many other times. 
um, and has slipped and fallen <laughs> oh, no. onto no. the onto the uncapped no, pool no, fence no. Uh-huh. and been impaled uh, mm-hmm. through like through her calf, either her calf or her thigh. So like thing all the way out the other side, and so she is like hanging off this fence with oh, this, no. with this no. pool fence thing going all the way through her leg. While she has like her very young kid there, oh no! And she has to get him to go no, into the no. house and get her phone, no, so that she he can bring it back to her and she can call the ambulance and everything. No, apparently she managed to get herself down off there. Oh, come uh, on! Before the ambulance got there, sort of up off there and then up down off there. Yep. Now that sounds really bad, right? Yes. <laughs> When you say it like that, cap yes, your fence. When you describe it as it happened, get the little guys that you put on the top of the bits of the fence so that yeah. they can't but, go into your calf. Yeah, but, they they never fit properly, but that's okay. Just as long as they kind of sit on top of there. Public service announcement from Punta Vista. Mm. Uh, now you said cap your pool fence. Cap your pool fence. Now you said this happened in what town? Uh, Brisbane. No, no, no. Sorry, the no. Uh, the fireworks incident. Oh, the fireworks incidents happened in uh, Duquackle. Mm. That one. Yeah, so the thing about um, the sound of fireworks almost blowing <laughs> off someone's hand in the town of De Quaco is uh, it doesn't echo. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my point was going to be that um, as bad as that injury sounds, that's something that like goes goes in one side and comes out the other and you can pull it out and you can like stitch up the holes and stuff like that. Something like blowing your hand up with a firework. Um, that hand's just, not coming back. Yeah, it it makes you think of like, you know, exploding a sausage in the microwave or something like that where it's just it's just shredded, you know? And like your hands and your feet are just full of so many little bones and tendons and nerve endings and stuff. How often are you microwaving a sausage? Not very. <laughs> Not very at all. That was my thought as well. It's a little snack for a man to have as a little treat. Uh-huh. Um I'm usually Taking one usually- Woolworth's bread beef sausage, the small ones, putting it in the microwave. <laughs> Setting it, setting, it, setting it for 20 minutes and walking away. <laughs> uh, I'll the, definitely the record, keep an eye on this. For the record, I am normally microwaving hot dogs for my kids in, yeah. a, in a dish of water. Or frozen chicken. Hmm. Don't know to microwave. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, so there was a, a story in the news a little while ago about um, rapper Megan the, the Stallion um, being shot in the foot by... Canadian rapper Tory Lanes, mm-hmm. and and so this this was you know a bit of a thing and everything. But as soon as I heard that, I was just like, oh, imagine being shot in the foot. It's just all it's just all little bones. There's a little little bits in there. Oh, it's not it. like a big chunk of your thigh or whatever where it's just meat. Yeah, just a big big thing of meat. You just make sure that none of the arteries are fucked or whatever. Um, I know the very, I know the very bad things can happen to you with those sorts of injuries, but I think things like you know hands and feet and uh, big joints and stuff like that, injuries to your knees and things, those are the things that I always look at and think that's that's just going to fuck with you forever. Um, Have I already or, talked about the time that my my dad's friend shot him in the foot? No, and no. they were like they were like ten or twelve, and apparently that's a good <laughs> okay. time for children to have guns at that stage. Uh, and they just like had these twenty twos, um, like running around the mud flats of Mackay. <laughs> the exotic, beautiful the exotic mud flats of Mackay. Mud, mud flats of Mackay. Uh, and my dad's friend shot like the ground in front of him, 
because um, it's like <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> dance calf high yeah exactly calf high in mud and the bullet just went through the mud and into dad's foot and dad Ooh. just sort of went oh well i guess it's time to go home and pretend like i haven't been shot in the foot because if i the classic kid response to anything is you'll get in That's trouble because exactly right. you got injured yeah got to nighttime the bullet hadn't um evaporated had hadn't been um the leftovered um leftovers <laughs> yeah the bullet the bullet yep. did not get raptured it did not get raptured uh and so he told grandma oh his his mother um my mum grandma um, that he had been shooting and he shot like a rock and it ricocheted into his foot. And she said, oh, okay, and took him to the hospital. And she believed this for, so he would have been 11, this now 50 years, one <laughs> half of a century, uh, until I uh, I dogged my dad at a... Oh, uh, let it slip. You snitched? I, I didn't realize that she still <laughs> believed <laughs> Your your dad kept his friend's criminal secret for fifty years. For fifty years, and, and they were like, "Oh, you mean son. the you mean the time that uh, such and such shot you in the foot?" And she was like, "Oh, what?" And then I realized I'd ruined Christmas. So, what's the statute of limitations on shooting someone in the foot? Uh, yeah, fifty I, years. Fifty <laughs> years for sure. <laughs> You got in one day before it would have hit the statute of limitations. Actually, it's <laughs> very bad timing. I um, I, I had an incident when I was oh, like high school, high school sort of age. And I was with my my older brother, um, only one I got, and we we would regularly kind of like hike up a bit into the hills behind our house, um, and. Like we, you know, we're up there and uh, doing doing shit that stupid teenagers do. You know, um, pulling branches off things, that kind of <laughs> great great stuff. Uh, <laughs> and there, there was like this old uh, pickaxe up there. Uh huh. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. and I was like, let me see if I can cut down a tree with this old uh, blunt pickaxe. And now you may think you know where this is going. Uh. So I've I've taken a swing at a at a tree, come up just short. The pickaxe has sailed past it, but also like a horizontal swing, you know. Um, but it has also like pulled me forward and off balance, and I've kind of tripped forward, um, doing a step on one side. And turns out, just in front of me was a sapling that had been like snapped off, so that there's just like this thirty centimeter high. Oh. Uh, sharp spike of wood sticking out and I've sort of tripped and stumbled forward onto this thing which has gone straight through the front of my like shin meat <laughs> oh, just, no. just next to the bone you know <clears throat> and I went oh and kind of hopped backwards pulled this thing out and there is a hole that's like like an inch circle kind of thing um, and like black blood immediately starts pumping out of this thing. I can see it coming out like with heartbeats. Um, and I'm standing there going, oh, oh no. <laughs> as, as this thing takes about, uh, five to 10 seconds to fill my shoe. And, uh, my, my brother has gone, oh dear. And like taken off, uh, I think he like took off his sock. And tied it around the thing, you know, <laughs> tied it up, tied it up tight. And then we went, well, because this is also 
uh, before people had like mobile phones, before all kids had mobile phones. Kids these um, days, they've all bloody got mobile phones, hmm. haven't they? They're always on there, on the TikTok. Yeah, who Kid- are they calling? Um, uh, <laughs> Justin uh, Bieber? SpongeBob. <laughs> and so on. So, um, so at this point, we're just like, well, I, I guess it's time to start limping the several kilometers back to the house. Hmm. Uh, because we're just like, we're just up in the hills. There is no like nearby road to hobble over to or anything. Well, there was another alternative. Mm-hmm. You just sort of lay down on the ground and just sort of let... And die. Let yeah. nature take its course. Yeah. Just, just, die. just let go. Yeah. Just let oh, go. Big hole in my leg. Time what? to go. That's probably the end of me. <laughs> Peace. Uh, good <laughs> run. And we have heard that story before, but it yeah. is nice to, to uh, bring it back and drive a few people, a few more listeners away. If you think so, of yourself as a sort of injury-averse person, um, sorry about this podcast. Sorry. I guess yeah. this isn't the episode for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And you found that out after having heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so so we like, you know, uh, I like limp all the way back there with an arm around my brother's shoulders. Get back home. My parents are both still at work. Um, so we're like, hmm, better start uh, putting band-aids over this yeah. hole. <laughs> In better. it first, probably, and then on it. <laughs> yeah, better better just... Because, like you said, you don't want to just be like, hey, I fucked around and punched a massive hole through no. the sheet no, of muscle. No, you want to have a go like, fixing it yourself. Yeah, you want to just be like, what if I just... What if I chew some gum and pop yep. it over this, you know? Pop in some uh, sage and thyme. Mm. Some herbal remedies. Yeah, exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chew some herbs into a paste and smear it on there. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've got home and kind of cleaned some of this off and slapped half a dozen band-aids over each other in like a sort of large patch. And then a few hours later when my parents have got home, we've been like, hey, uh, hey, hey, I've, can we go to the hospital real quick? About that mess in the bar. I don't think I ever did go to the hospital. Fucking hell. Um, oh no, I went to a doctor. <laughs> Maybe either the same day or the next day. And he said, sorry, that's too wide to stitch closed. <laughs> Modern medicine can't yes. deal with that hole. Sorry, your <laughs> hole too big. Yeah. Hole too big. Did you put some sage and thyme in there? Um, so, eventually, when the, when the skin uh, closed up over the top, um, now my leg does a thing where, depending on like the position that it's in, um, it gets like a, a, a little a little spheroid bump on the surface of my leg. And that's the blood pushing through from the big fucking hole that's still in the muscle in the front of my leg. And because I continued to grow for however many more years, uh, the the bump and the hole are like severely out of alignment. They're like like two or three inches away from each other. You gotta go in for a hole alignment. (laughs) (laughs) My holes are out of sync. Get you on one of those on one of those balancing machines and you shift. Wear your around. Oh, you that shift, is shift my hole around. Shift your- <laughs> so what? Nasty. Why is that the part We're that bothers get- you the most? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that's the way that the body should work. That's it fucked up. I because uh, like I'm I'm relatively tall and um yeah and taller than me <laughs> relative to Theo yeah. Which members um, of the podcast are taller than Theo? Let's list them off. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm relatively tall, and I guess I had like a lot of growth spurts in a short amount of time because I have like stretch marks across my back that are just horizontal lines. 
uh, from just growing vertically very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I and I had a, a a different injury during high school where I like came off a bike and landed on bitumen like on my side and scraped a scraped a chunk of skin off like where my shoulder shoulder bone is, you know. Um, and that that scar is also like halfway up my neck now because I just I just kept, moving around kept growing and the skin Migrating kept stretching north. out I am just uh, <laughs> it's just it, it is inches away from where the injury was because that's that's what happens you, you keep stretching the skin out I'm not a doctor <laughs> I don't understand any of this I it runs counterintuitive to my understanding of how the body works but I don't know shit very strange just keep, just keep stretching out you know like a rubber glove over a skeleton. But imagine that the skeleton keeps getting bigger. Should we get back to some less agreeable <clears> content? <throat> Dutch racism? So my point is, blowing up your hand with a bunch of fireworks is nightmare material to me. It's like uh, Murphy getting his hand blown off in Robocop, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Just a bad time. Just a bad time. I don't think time. you enjoyed that. Uh, but that, hey, that's just a regular day in Dequackle. <laughs> Uh-huh. The emergency services were also called out to deal with a stabbing incident in the Gruningen village of Uthuizemedin. Oh, Meden. Okay, let me try that again. Uthuizemedin. Uthuizemedin is what I'm going to say. Yep. Uh, after trouble broke out when a fire in a trailer full of wooden crates was being extinguished. I, <laughs> oh, no. What I really like about this paragraph <laughs> is the suggestion that someone setting a trailer full of wooden crates on fire was not the trouble that broke out. <laughs> no, that was pre-trouble. A regular, ordinary trailer lighting and then a scuffle emerged. So, it, yeah, it sort of seems like, uh, to me... Maybe there was a fight about whether or not it should be extinguished. And yeah, there were hey, people hey, for, just, people against. Bro, bro, I just said that. I just made that fire, dude. Come on. Uh, in the village of Wappenveld in Girdled, <laughs> Gelderland, one police officer <laughs> fired a warning shot after he was attacked by a group of youths he had questioned about a fire. The telegraph said. Okay. Watch out, there's youths about. <laughs> bang. Um, did you set the fire? <laughs> oh, bang, bang. <laughs> a bang, bang. <laughs> that, that's the sound that Dutch guns Dutch, make. Dutch yeah, a little flag comes yeah. in. It's the Dutch flag. B- bang, bang. <laughs> it's spelled with two A's. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear a loud bing? Um, Eleanor is in a Facebook group called called Loud Bangs Around Canberra, <laughs> and it is a group for people to play, for people to post. Hey, anyone hear a loud bang in Kingston just now? <laughs> Ooh, just heard two loud bangs in Civic. Um. And if you read the group description, it was formerly uh, people posting, hey, anyone hear a loud bang on, um, on like, the local buy-sell swap? And they were asked to leave and make their own group, which they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I really love it because some of them just have, like, n- they don't even have, like, context or locations. Just someone who's like, wow, huge bang. 
That sounds quite good, actually. Yeah, they don't mm. they don't say where they are or anything. Um, so anytime that we hear a loud bang in our suburb, we look at each other and go, <gasps> loud bang, and uh, immediately check to see if anybody else heard that loud bang just now. Or if you were in Holland, you might say, loud bang. Riot police were also called out to deal with a group of around 100 people who were... St- <laughs> who was stopping the fire brigade putting out a burning car in Wardenburg. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know how you do. I thought, like, I thought it was kind of accepted that the fire brigade are generally, like, the one you don't, you don't, like, gum up the works. You yeah, know? I mean, take a swing at paramedics if you must, but please. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I was thinking that as you said it. Oh, Ambos. I believe Queensland is currently running a uh, like public awareness campaign about not punching paramedics currently. Oh. Very strange state. That's no good. Mm. Public service announcement from Bunta Vista. Do not punch emergency service workers. Yeah. Police do not count as emergency service no. workers. No. No. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. In Amsterdam, people, uh, police have so far reported just five arrests after police were pelted with fireworks mm-hmm. in New West. Do you think they were lit or not? One hundred percent. Throwing handfuls of unlit fireworks. <laughs> just huge sticks of TNT. <laughs> Riot police were also drafted in to restore order in the east end of the city after a group of youngsters set off quote heavy fireworks. Heavy fireworks. Heavy fireworks. Like large caliber fireworks. Mm. I guess so. Like, um, you know those ones that, that they, they just look like a tiny stick of dynamite? What are the... What are the uh, it's been so long uh, since I've dynamite. seen a fireworks. Bungers. Oh, ah, dynamite. Yeah, bungers. bungers. Yeah. And then people used to get those ones that looked, looked just like a bunger, except it was like uh, the size of a, a can of food. Uh, and then you go, I'm standing much further away from that one. Mm. Um, well, so, have we found out what heavy fireworks means? I just, maybe they mean just like a large amount of them. It's hard to say. I, to me, it has to mean like extremely explosive ones, you know, like commercial grade fireworks. Sure. Uh, yeah, the, the, see the... The references that I'm finding, if I Google this as a thing, are all from Dutch news reports. <laughs> <laughs> different, different people are getting heavily fireworked. It's usually the police complaining, I assume. Heavy fireworks. 
Yeah, from the NL Times. Uh, police in Rotterdam sees 4,500 kilos of heavy fireworks. <laughs> okay. This is a very silly place. These guys are on a, these guys are really on a different level. You know? Just packed in the back of one uh, extremely overloaded utility vehicle, <laughs> like two-wheeling <laughs> Oh, I'm looking at a picture. It's actually like a, a shipping container. <laughs> oh, no. um, so this is, from, uh, this is from the NL Times, December 13th, 2020. Um, the police in Rotterdam seized 4,500 kilos of heavy illegal fireworks on Saturday. A 34-year-old man... Um, Zulekin in Gelderland was arrested. The national yeah, he's pulled team- out of the uh, shipping container, just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, my home. <laughs> the national team in charge of environmental crimes tracked the man down, which led to the discovery of the fireworks. He was arrested on the A2 motorway near Zaltbommel with more than 150 kilos of heavy illegal fireworks in his car. <laughs> Sub for the road. I was talking to my parents about uh, camping when we were seeing them over the holidays and uh, mum was saying, yeah, you see some people when they're going camping and they've got like the roof racks on and they have like a couple of big jerry cans full of petrol strapped on there, like right next to an LPG canister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go, okay, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? A child was in the car when the arrest took place. A police spokesman exclaimed that, quote, he had the crazy idea of taking his three-year-old child with him. Uh, on Saturday, the police reported the father was being held in custody. It became clear that the case involved significantly more fireworks than were found in the car. This led to the investigation in Gelderland, where a shipping container was found with thousands of kilos of heavy fireworks. Uh, a specialized company has removed and destroyed the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of those for you. B- block your ears. Oh, imagine just taking all them out to into a field. Wee! You just get sick of it after a while. <laughs> like, oh, fuck another firework. It'd be like the like the cops who like burn the one hundred ton, like tons of weed. Yeah, you know. Here I am with my dumb mask on, not getting into it. You know, standing a regulated fifty meters away, but holding a PVC pipe that's fifty meters long. <laughs> You know, you know how some people think that like, um, like things like senates and stuff like that should just be people who are picked from the public to do like rotating terms. I believe that's called. Yeah, there you go. Um, To do like rotating terms in public office so that they aren't incentivized by uh, graft and being a member of a big political party and everything. They should do that, but for being the person who gets to get rid of like thousands of kilos of illegal fireworks every year. They'd like. Federal weed destruction lottery. Yeah, yeah. Except that you get to stand out in the field, set fire to it, and then just stand downwind. Yeah, you know? it's like jury duty, but for destroying <laughs> weed. Yeah. Ta- oh, ta- great! <laughs> Gotta go out to a field and burn a, a quantity of weed I'll never again see in my life. You have a taxpayer-funded allowance for munchies. Mm-hmm. They give you one small packet of burger rings. And they said you out oh, there. Oh no. <laughs> But on the bright side, a com car drives you home. Mm. Um, I I think we should start campaigning for that. Uh, in Leeuwarden, police made a number of arrests after they were pelted with fireworks in early hours of the morning. One troublemaker ended up in a canal. 
Local broadcaster Omrop Frieslian said. It's just a nice little bit of levity to add to that one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was just watching the sport where uh, people jump across canals on the big poles. Have you seen that one? Nope. Uh, they have these ridiculously long poles with a flat piece of metal like welded to the bottom as a base so it doesn't sink down into the mud in the canal and you like run towards the pole grab onto it and push it forward and towards the other side of the canal and then sort of as you hit the canal bank you start climbing the pole as fast as you can with both hands and both feet Ideally aiming to get to the very top of the pole, which is like two stories high kind of thing. Um, so that when you come down on the other side of the canal, you can kind of pole vault your way as, as far as possible. Uh, and that's that's sport to these freaks. That's the number two Dutch pastime. The first, of course, is peeping into girls' change rooms. <laughs> it's me, Langneck. <laughs> Uh, there were, however, plenty of car fires, at least 17 in Utrecht alone. Why? Cars were also set on fire in Rieswijk, Zeist, Den Bosch, Wien, Leinen, Almelo, Amsterdam, Wateringen, <laughs> Rotterdam, The Hague, Kolomerswag, <laughs> and on the former island of Urk. Where they had been troubled to run up to the new year. I'm sorry, the former <laughs> island. What? <laughs> so it it what what is it now? They blew it up. What is it now? Up. Is it so many cars on fire that it's gone? You oh no! We have destroyed Ark. Battlefield Ark. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm never going to look into what they actually mean Not by that. <laughs> that is baffling. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand how it can be in. It was an island and now it's not an island. <laughs> but also, like, say that this was a natural geological process that occurred. That's a weird detail to throw in to be like, oh, at one point this was an island and now mm. there's an isthmus connecting it to the mainland. Or like... I okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, so, Urkish is a specific dialect. One of the <laughs> oldest and most distinctive dialects of Dutch is the language spoken in Urk. Um, nearly everyone in the village speaks this dialect and uses it in daily life. So they got a real wicker man community. Yeah, going village, on. I was going to say village full of cowboys. Mm. Uh, the Irkish dialect includes elements that are older than standard Dutch and were never part of the standard language. For example, the old word for father in the Irkish dialect is Tawet. Uh, the dialect developed this way because until World War II, Irk was an island and could only be reached by boat. Radio was unknown, and the poor population didn't have much money for newspapers and books. And also, how would how'd you get getting newspapers and books over there? Bloody sink your little dinghy. Uh, so, because living conditions were very poor, young girls would frequently leave the island to become domestic servants, mostly in or around Amsterdam. Uh, and then, currently, Urk is no longer an island. We just get straight to there. 
They're referring mm-hmm. to it as a former island. Every, everybody just woke up one fuck? day and it was connected to the mainland. What happened I'm to so, our beautiful so, island? Mm-hmm. So confused. And and that's the wonderful denouement that you uh, were expecting from this story. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've learned all about Urk. All about Urk. Oh my goodness. There is actually um, the actual end of this story, the final sentence of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Is baffling to me Just considering the many paragraphs that you just went through yep. You want to read that final sentence there Andrew? This year The national countdown to 2021 On national TV Took the form of a laser show Instead of fireworks And that's obviously what prompted people to immediately Clash with riot police They yeah. hate lasers <laughs> Nobody likes a laser show Um, Did anybody else uh, Catch a bit of the, the ABC New Year's thing this year? I'd been asleep for three hours at that point. (laughs) I was um, extremely drunk and on a lot of drugs and wandering around a farm. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, We were staying with my parents, so not going too hog wild. And also, we were all like, do we technically have to stay up till midnight? Um, (laughs) It's not a crime. So, so we, we flicked it over to the ABC thing, you know, like 10 minutes beforehand. And... Just bleak. It was just bleak stuff because they were doing the, hey, we have the the big stage and it's outdoors, much like years past, you know. Um, There'd be, you get your musical acts of yesteryear and people from today that you haven't heard of uh, to do songs and such. Except uh, there was a lady on uh, singing. Her name was Amy Shark. I don't believe that's a real person. She is. She is certainly real. She's from the Gold Coast, so... Mm. Absolutely not. Hmm. Um, and and except COVID, so no crowd, uh, no audience. So they've got the performer up on stage, and they're trying to give it the the old the old razzle dazzle bit of bit of energy and everything. But they keep like panning back from the audience across where the audience would normally be. They just had it like a series of. Of like vertical neon lights, like little little poles, and just nothing there. And then the song would end, mm-hmm. and there'd be no applause. And one of the ABC presenters would come out and go, "Woo! All right." And something it's, about it was v- deeply depressing to that me. It is very depressing. Um, I think we were all just like, it's "The ABC just you could have just done all this in one of your studios," you know. But they, they had to have the, hey, we're outdoors on the Sydney Harbour thing. But with no people there, it was just something something very strangely bleak about it. Like, um, I've seen them trying to do things. Like, uh, I saw some videos a little while ago of, like, uh, the iHeart Music Festival and, like, Miley Cyrus doing stuff. And it's the same thing where they set it all up as though it's uh, happening on a, a stage at a big concert. But they just film the stage and nothing else at any point. And also, there's no audience sound, and it's it's a bleak new world that we live in. And that's why we also had lots of riots and um, burned a lot of cars. Yeah, I, I assume the, the same news. thing happened here. I wasn't really reading the news. I didn't check the news. I'm assuming it's a normal thing for a normal country to do. Hmm. Uh, now, for a variation on our regular segment, plainly speaking, uh, we're instead going to be... Balloony speaking, uh, because 
It's kind of aircraft. Would you call it an aircraft, then? Well, it's certainly monitored by the same uh, databases and such, so I'm going to say uh-huh. yes. Okay. Well, why don't you take us through what you have uncovered from a, from a balloon-related perspective on air travel? So, um, as, as we've uh, explored in a few recent episodes, uh, I've recently discovered that basically everything that ever happens to anyone in any kind of aircraft... Uh, is in a public database that you can look at uh, from, you know, that nation's sort of transport uh, safety bureau. And there's a lot of, like, a lot of stuff that happens is incredibly boring. If you look at, like, today I was searching the Australian Transport Safety Bureau's um, incident register for things where the type of aircraft was listed as unknown, because I (laughs) thought that would be exciting. But it turns out they just use that as the placeholder for when there's not really an aircraft involved. So I got like, I downloaded an Excel spreadsheet that just had like 10,000 rows of uh, incidents that all just said like, the safety officer during a routine inspection removed a fox carcass from the runway and then different species of birds that he'd also done that with. Mm. Uh, So there's, yeah, basically everything. Every single thing that happens is in there, uh, including things that happen to hot air balloons so i thought i would maybe give you guys a little bit of a taste of just some samples of the sort of things that happens in australia uh, with hot air balloons Um, i'm going to start here with an incident report from june 12th 2011 hot air balloon struck high voltage power lines okay that's uh is mm -hmm. that good (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. no i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and call i'm no expert Mm -hmm. i'm gonna call it suboptimal all right. Well, that's interesting because I'm, I'm also going to read you a couple more here. Uh, okay. September 30th, 2011. During the descent, the balloon struck a power line. Okay. Not, uh, still not great. Not what I would have done in the balloon. April 30th, 2012. During the approach, the balloon struck a power line. <laughs> These are all different balloons. Yes, I believe so. May 5th, 2012. During the approach, the balloon struck power lines. The balloon sustained minor damage. Now, this does raise the question of what happened to the prior balloons but Uh, i mean surprisingly a lot of these come off okay um some of them don't (laughs) june 18th 2012 during the final approach the pilot was made aware of a power line and initiated an emergency descent that's where you just cut all the ropes to (laughs) to we're going down (laughs) we're gonna hit a power line in three or four hours The envelope contacted the power line prior to landing and it remained draped over the power line. The pilot oh, conducted no. an emergency evacuation. The balloon sustained minor damage. October 1st, 2012. During descent, the balloon struck a power line, resulting in minor damage. Well, how do you... <laughs> I guess if, if, you've, if you've hit a power line, you're already pretty low down. I guess it could be like, you know, those, those sort of massive ones that are out in fields. Yeah, I think I would say a lot of them are those. Because I like to hit other ones, you'd have to basically be landing on like a suburban street. July thirteenth, twenty thirteen. On the morning of the thirteenth, July twenty thirteen, a Kavanaugh E two sixty balloon registered VHFSR was being prepared for a charter tourist flight near Alice Springs, Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. Due to the wind conditions at the time, the passengers were preloaded into the balloon basket as it lay on its side. As one of the passengers prepared to enter the basket, their scarf became entangled in a fan that was being used to inflate the balloon's envelope. Oh, no. That is a a thing from a French movie by fucking, what's his name, Junet. It's not a, that's not real. 
Consequently, the passenger was rapidly drawn into contact with the fan's steel guard and no. the scarf was pulled tightly around their neck. Oh, my God. Despite being provided with first aid and subsequent medical treatment, the passenger died as a result of their injuries <laughs> several days later. What? Oh God. That's that is a- the worst way to die. That's so Officially. fucking bad. You could not, like... You wouldn't mention it at the funeral at all. No one would... Yeah, it all refer to the matter of your death. A light, light aircraft accident. Yeah. Uh, Terence, who passed away peacefully in hospital (laughs) Uh uh, on a large amount of painkillers several days after having his trachea crushed uh, like a Sayo biscuit. January 28th, 2015. During landing, the balloon envelope contacted power lines. November 11th, 2015. Early on the morning of the 11th November, 2015, a Watco freight train was travelling southbound on the French's to East Northern Rail Line in Western Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Always good when your balloon instant report starts with a train. It's cool foreshadowing. It's just setting up. Oh, boy. As the train rounded a left corner, approximately three kilometres north of Northam, the driver saw a hot air balloon. The hot air balloon was low to the ground and inside the rail corridor to the left of the rail tracks. The train driver applied the brakes in an attempt to stop the train before it reached the balloon's location. However, there was insufficient distance to bring the train to a stop before it passed the balloon. It seems like there is almost always insufficient distance to stop a cargo train from doing yes. anything. Yes, right? that's right. Other than Apart from st- stopping at the thing that they're prepared to stop at. Yeah, other than stopping somewhere that you know you will be stopping at like... You had a half hour tw- walk. 20 kilometres away yeah. or whatever. The driver also sounded the horn to alert the pilot and the passengers of the balloon that the train was approaching. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, the pilot's just motioning back to the like to the burner. Like, what, what am I... Do you want me to fucking steer the thing? Is it- <laughs> <laughs> the train passed the balloon at slow speed before continuing on its journey. The balloon had been on an early morning scenic flight in the Avon Valley. The balloon was at the end of the scenic flight and on approach to land in a paddock next to the rail corridor when the train passed. The balloon was just above fence height and moving away from the rail tracks as the train passed. Oh. So they're okay. There was no collision. Just a close I, call. I thought that was going to be a... The basket was on the ground, but the balloon got caught by the train as it was going oh, past. Kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wow. June 8th, 2017. During approach, the basket contacted a goalpost, resulting in damage to the goalpost. <laughs> I hope it's okay. Oh. I reckon you'd you'd have to hit a goalpost pretty hard. Yeah. (laughs) Are we talking like a? Are we talking like you know an NRL goalpost? Because those things are solid. Oh, they didn't say. I mean, I probably could have looked at the location of that one. We could have figured from the state, but uh, maybe an AFL goalpost would would be more prone bending. Mm -hmm. Single one, you know. October fifteenth, twenty seventeen. During balloon inflation, a passenger got their scarf caught in the fan. (laughs) Why are you guys wearing scarves? Just keep your scarf away from that fan. Uh, don't do it. It's extremely like Indiana Jones to me, that entire scene. Um, so There's a lot of scenes in movies where somebody gets a scarf caught or like a, a necktie caught in some kind of like press or fan or grinder of some kind. Uh, or forcefully fed into a paper shredder by a set of um, mischievous Gremlins? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I hate it when mm-hmm. that happens. Or um, or a mulcher, you know, out in the desolate, snowy landscape of Fargo. 
March 31st, 2018, during landing, the balloon struck a power line. Huh. April 24th, 2018. After landing, the crown rope broke and a gust of wind blew the balloon envelope into power lines. (laughs) 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 Finally, August 15th, 2019, during circuit operations, the aircraft struck a sparrow. (laughs) How? (laughs) I feel like the sparrow could get out of the way. Like... How do you know? It's not a fast-moving object, your hot air balloon. Just hear a, a low... Doo. Like, surely even, Was like... that a sparrow? The air displaced by the movement of the balloon mm. would push a sparrow away. As I was, uh, as I was driving yesterday, I saw um, quite, like, quite close overhead um, a wedge-tailed eagle flying along. And it was being harassed by what looked like two crows or two magpies. Um, and apparently, the eagles are just not aerodynamic enough to, like, you know, pivot or, or kind of come around and catch them or anything. If you, if you watch different birds getting into it, you'll quickly see that, like, oh, this one is just much more acrobatic than the other and can basically avoid them at a whim or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, just just watching this bird that could very happily tear these other two birds into little pieces and eat them all up, flying along, just seemingly going, "Fuck off, just fuck off." I'm trying to ugh, get out of here. Fuck off. Um, but I feel like a sparrow should be able to pivot away from a hot air balloon. Is what I'm saying. You would think that, yeah. So what have we learned? Um, I guess there's too many power lines around the country is, is one of the first <laughs> things I would say. <laughs> we need to get think, those bad boys underground. Do you think yeah, when, when electricity to... was invented, all the hot air balloon operators were like, we are so fucked. Fuck. Well, it's okay. We'll just make the balloons go up more so that we go over the power lines. Over there's them. no yeah. way we'll continuously run into them. I've been on a hot air balloon once, and it was the day that I proposed to my now wife, Caitlin. Oh, my and, sweet goodness. That is um, fucking... And I am terrified of heights. I hate heights, um, as you have all assumed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this was, it turns out, several days after a hot air balloon in New Zealand ran into power lines, <laughs> caught on fire, uh, and people... I'm sorry about this, but people either... Um, set on fire and died in the balloon or jumped out of the balloon and died hitting the ground oh, sometimes got, on fire they got a uh, real uh, they got a real 9/11 situation it's going not on. good yeah the 9/11 of balloon incidents and that was several days before I was to hop into this <laughs> hot air balloon with an extremely weird man um, piloting it with an extremely weird mustache um, I feel like that's got to be a given right? Oh, oh, 100%. Sorry, I sh- that's a uh, bit of a redundant statement. Um, yeah, survived, though. And I'm fine. How, how it- was the actual experience, though? Because I... It's terrifying. Yeah, I, I kind of think, like... I, I would really like to go skydiving at some point, right? Because I think... I went skydiving. It's terrifying. <laughs> Why are you what? doing these things what to yourself? I was, you I was hate ex- doing things. Yeah, I was extremely hungover from a mate's 21st the oh night before. No. Uh, so I got to bed about 1 a.m. And of course, to go skydiving, you have to wake up at about 1 a.m. Um, so I was still drunk, I think, when I was loaded into the plane. Uh, and we 
uh, we jumped out and old mate's doing some like big turns and stuff. Oh, mate, you're going to have to stop it with that, with the turns um, or else neither of us are going to be very happy with the situation. Uh, landed on Redcliffe Beach and immediately threw up <laughs> on the beach in front of a bunch of children. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just parachuted into these children's lives and vomited. <laughs> Look at that. It's magical people from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! See, so so like I would I would do skydiving because um, I think you know it's it's something where statistically you're not likely to to have any huge issues, and if it's the first time you do it, you've got to do like tandem ones anyway, right? Um, you got to have somebody on the back here who actually knows what they're doing mm. and has packed the chute and will release it and save your life and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, so in that scenario, I would at least feel like, hey, somebody's in control of this situation. Where I think what we're really getting the picture of here is, uh, even with somebody piloting the balloon, there isn't yeah. that great a degree of control. Yeah, over... Gaia is in control. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, I guess those are our lessons for, for today. Um, don't travel to the Netherlands over New Year's Eve. Uh, mm-hmm. And stay out of hot air balloons, I guess. Yeah. Don't wear a scarf on them. Don't wear. You you came out, got out of the van with your World War One flying ace, mm-hmm. Biggles ass scarf flapping behind you. Everyone's gonna think I look so fucking cool. What's that big fan for? <laughs> <laughs> Time to lean against this fan, looking cool as hell. <laughs> oh, if I go over there, it'll blow all dramatic. <laughs> oh, it's, it's guy who doesn't way? understand how fans work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wait, which way is the air going? <laughs> so don't do that. Um, and this week's crime pass is uh, to travel to the Netherlands and point a bunch of heavy fireworks at somebody's face during a ride. Heavy fireworks. Huh. Stretch. Heavy duty. Uh, that's it for us, folks. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I mean, Happy Holidays. War on Christmas. War hmm. on Christmas. And hey, there's no way that 2021 can be worse. Yeah, what bad things yeah. can happen. All we Hey, we ate our vegetables in 2020. That's, that's right. It's nothing, got a, got a now, nothing but creme brulee from here on. <laughs> nothing but Viennetta sunsets, 2021. <laughs> that's right. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.